right, we're live and we're rolling, and this is The Real Venture. I'm your co-host, Peyton. And I am your co-host, Luke, and we are entering the world of business by starting a few companies of our own. So we decided to create this podcast as a platform so that we could ask other successful entrepreneurs the questions that we need answered in order to help our business grow. Every single week, we are joined by CEOs, venture capitalists, artists, co-founders, and influencers, all with one thing in common, they're young entrepreneurs. The only thing I'm gonna need you to do is hit that subscribe button below so you never miss a conversation. Every single Wednesday, Luke and I are going to be right here and we can't wait for you to join us. All right, so the next step in our Building the Business series is going to be product development. And I know Luke is getting very excited about this. Um, and, you know, uh, kind of from a uh, from an outsider's perspective of this, this has uh, kind of been a new experience for me. Uh, I've never really been part of developing a product, so to speak. Um, so it's been really cool to watch Luke kind of lead this component of our business. Um, and, you know, he'll, he'll definitely share some stories and experiences. But... Um, <laughs> You know, what's the first step in, in, in the product development side of things? Well, I think as it goes back to our last discussion around what is the, you know, what are the people saying about the problem? How are you isolating that problem? I think the first step in, in determining a solution to that problem um, is figuring out what is like the thing that you can do that would address that, right? Some very simple thing. And sometimes you'll hear about people who, you know, they'll build a, uh, like a spreadsheet that actually is, you know, with a couple of uh, formulas built in that actually ends up solving the problem for people. And then they end up building a website on top of it and they make it into its own whole product. A lot of things I don't think work quite that way and you're not able to make something quite that simple to illustrate the value. Um, but there are shortcuts, right? There is, even for our product, there are about a hundred things that we would like to be able to do in the next you know few months even to for the product things that we'd like to add features etc you need to isolate the features that are absolutely critical to making it work why what's the problem if you don't isolate that one feature like if, if you wanted to solve 15 problems yeah so well if you wanted to solve 15 problems you're going to take about 15 times as long to do it and a lot of this stuff is timing right and a lot of it is about um your ability to as we talked about earlier adapt and continue to make changes to your approach to your business um and without the ability and the flexibility i guess to um take the product as you have imagined it and as you've built it so far and move in a different direction and uh, evolve based on uh, user feedback based on new findings that you have based on technical constraints that you find um you're going to pin yourself into a corner by doing everything perfect right away um spending either a bunch of money or a bunch of time or most likely both doing that um when you end up probably scrapping two-thirds of that there's a a great um one one of um my close mentors is a is a guy who started a um uh home sale company so they helped connect brokers and agents this was probably uh, seven eight years ago uh he was a, a faculty member at my university um after he sold that company he ended up coming uh ran for some public office and then ended up becoming a professor weird story but his whole thing was he spent uh he raised around spent about 90 percent of that money building a version of the product that they thought was completely perfect. They did like think tanks, they did like huge marketing campaigns, all this stuff for this product. And then once people got that full final product, 
they realized that the pain point, the thing that they were trying to solve, the thing that they needed to build was completely different. And so they just wasted basically two years and a million dollars building this thing all to learn that they needed to go and do the exact same thing again on something else. And he's like, if I had just taken like a month to build the simplest version of that and giving it to people, they would have been able to tell me the exact same thing. Without going through and, Without and, going through, and going through that exercise. So when it comes to taking that month to produce the simplest version, we call that an MVP. Yeah. Um, so why don't you talk a little bit about what an MVP is and how it's used? Sure, yeah. Well, minimum viable product, you know, think about that as um, uh, the, the least work necessary and the least complexity necessary in order to solve the problem that you're trying to solve. So, um, or, or at least show that it could solve the problem. Yeah. It gets you on the track, right? Like it, it gets it. Yeah. It shows that you're making head, you're making headway in that direction. Exactly. And something that people can give you feedback on is probably the most important thing, um, direct user feedback. Um, and so, you know, there's, there's all kinds of, you know, you, that could be anything from, like I said, a spreadsheet, all the way up to like a real full version of a product that is just very simple compared to um, what the real eventual product will look like. So the, um, you know, the thought process that goes into building something like that is really just understanding what that problem is, being a critical thinker about, okay, what's the most efficient way we can get a thing to test whether or not this problem is the right problem to solve, um, and then going out and building it, which means you need to find people who can help you build that thing up, right? And so finding engineers or finding uh, uh, design people or whatever the, the case may be, whatever you might need for your product um, is not easy. There's a lot of people out there who are getting paid a lot of money to do other things that are not working for you. Um, and so you need to be able to differentiate yourself to these people that you're meeting, whether they're most likely in your personal network, people that you know um, and you can bring in, you need to figure out a way to, to sell them on this, right? And they need to believe that that MVP that they're building is actually a solution. Um, and we've, we've experienced that a little bit, no? Yeah, no, and, and I think that that kind of ties back into our, our first component that we talked about in this series of uh, you know, building out your founding team and, and, and finding those people. And it's, you know, it, it also ties back into your understanding of the overall development process and, and what's needed. And that kind of takes us into our design and architecture phase, which I think you've gotten better at over, yeah o over the course of time. Certainly. And, um, you know, I mean, we, we still make mistakes and, and misjudgments, but we, they're far, narrower, you know? Yeah. We're, we're missing smaller and, less often yeah the shotgun is yeah we're, we're becoming accurate more accurate not yeah. precise I, I still don't the yeah. precision versus accuracy <laughs> I, I, I don't understand anymore but um the yeah the the thinking with the design and architecture is even for an mvp now if it's a very simple mvp it's not the architecture is not very complex but if you're building something like uh, a mobile or web application you're building a uh physical product that you're going to need to set up like some sort of supply chain for um, things like that, like you need to put in a good bit of upfront thought in order to execute on that. And that looks like, um, you know, screenshots, right? For, for an app, you, you'll need to get a designer to make pictures of the thing that you want built. And you need to make sure that those pictures are actually what you want. Think through every button click, think through every way that the user might use it. Because if the bugs or if the things that are missing from that application are make it prohibitive to the person who you want to test it 
to actually give you feedback that's reasonable, then the whole thing was for nothing anyway. And and that is some granular level detail because like we have been getting questions on like we went through and we you know our team made a bunch of screens and you know the fonts are different and that triggered a bug or, yeah. or a problem for the developers um you know we didn't have an apply button on one screen because we went through this filter process but then we realized that we didn't have anything that actually applied filter applied the filters and like those are like the things that like you weren't really thinking about because you were so focused on the overall vision of it and like oh hey the colors look yeah. good here and stuff but there's there's little tiny things that are really important there. And details. connecting and connecting your, you know, your uh, user experience, your UI people, or your design on the on the physical product side, or whatever the case may be, those people to your actual builders, whether they're engineers or they're um, uh, manufacturers or, or what that whatever that may be, you have to you know be able to communicate across channel there you are at, at this point in it you are the only product management type person in, in your company um and those developers might have zero clue what a good user experience looks like a button is clicked what should happen it's maybe very intuitive that if you click a button that looks like a profile picture it should go to a profile um but for the developers because it doesn't explicitly show that that's what happens they're like well, I don't know what this button does. It's maybe it's just another picture on the screen, yeah. right? And nothing will happen. You'll be like, wait, what? There's no way for the people to see their picture, their profiles. Like, why wouldn't that? Why would that make any sense? Yeah, and you know, you're. I think you're starting to to scare people off a little bit, right? Because it sounds like there's a lot of little things, and not to make it even scarier, but how do you how do we handle this while still running all of the other facets of the business? Yeah, totally. Well, this is certainly when you have. So we we kind of had a, a version of it. MVP that was ready a while ago and we got some feedback on that but we've also now got a bigger product in development that's taking longer and I think at some point in there you realize how much of a you know long pole in a tent development is right it's the thing that takes the longest to get up, get going and while that's happening like there are other things right there's fundraising there's sales there's legal stuff there's all this stuff that you have to make sure that you can continue to do but it's about not freezing your business while the development's underway and just sitting on your hands, right? You can be proactive and you can get out there. Like we're working on getting a, a large list of folks that could be potential alpha users for the product and things like that. Um, and, and I think that you got to keep that in mind. And and I think what's what's important is is this is where your co-founder and your founding teams come in to play because. Like in our specific relationship, you know, Luke is is crushing it on the product development side. And, you know, to take all the stress and worry off him, all the other stuff in the business right now I'm focusing on so he can really crush this side because like Luke said, it would be really easy just to freeze the rest of the business and sit on your hands because you're so focused. Because without the product, there is no business. Yeah, what are you saying? But without the business, the product doesn't it's go pointless. anywhere and the product's pointless. So really lean into your co-founder and your founding team and, and make sure that everybody is, is working on all those little individual components in the nooks and crannies because... Um, a well-run business is a well-oiled machine, and but everything needs to be advancing at the same time. Um, because you know the the conversation that we had the other day was like, well, if, if if we're not really focusing on some of the sales stuff right now and and starting to build that pipeline and stuff, when it's time to get really good feedback on the alpha and the beta testing, we're not going to have anybody. So yeah. that's been something that's that's really important. So you know, don't completely isolate yourself with your business, right? And, and, and focus on the area that, you know, is, 
is, that you care about or what you're in charge of, you know, make sure the whole business is running. And, and that comes down to being part of a team. A hundred percent. Well, that is a, a fun to think about all of this stuff and we probably should wrap it up for today. Maybe in a later, later segment on, on more on this, but next week we're going to be hitting on our next episode. We're going to be hitting on a little bit of legal discussion um, where we can kind of talk about kind of our, our pitfalls, things that we learned from, from this process. Yep. Um, but, uh, but with that said, keep it real, everybody. All right, guys. Uh, if you want to continue this discussion, follow us on our social media, our Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebooks will all be in the description of this episode. Hop on there, shoot us a DM, hit us up with whatever concerns, questions, comments that you guys have. We'd love to continue building that community on there. Next, subscribe to wherever you're listening to this, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Overcast, you name it, we got it. And the only other thing I'm going to add is as you're subscribing to those platforms, hop on there, give us rates and reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts, five-star ratings and a, uh, and, and a comment go a really long way, helps us continue to, to climb up the charts and you know continue to, to spread this to, to all corners of the world and allow us to continue to bring on great guests. We really appreciate you guys for everything and we're excited to see you next week.